2: OGL HD3 Philadelphia From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios Where relationships matter Always live on the free Odyssey app The revolution will be broadcast This is the next generation of talk Now on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT Rich Zioli
0: The table is being set as we speak Being set for the inevitable It's just too hard on his son. He can't do it emotionally, psychologically. The president knows he has to put his son, his family above politics. Because what the mean MAGA Republicans are doing to him is unfair, so he needs to pardon him. And then, of course, he can't run for re-election. Welcome to the show. Glad you're here today. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli, great to be with you on a Thursday. Tomorrow we are live in Cape May, New Jersey, at the Grand Hotel of Cape May. I'm excited for our last and final show of the year. So uh, in a few minutes, I'll play a clip from MSNBC. There, there, there's Yesterday there was a story that was leaked about how Joe Biden is just devastated. He's devastated by what Hunter's going through. And he blames himself. You know, that it's only because he's... Pre-
2: the Zioli Show on your schedule from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in the free Odyssey app.
0: All right, I had a little technical glitch there, but I guess we're back. Uh, so, then, so the table is set, and obviously the issue of Joe Biden then just bowing out of the race for president and giving Hunter a pardon, and then what happens with that? How does that work? Well, all these stories that we're hearing right now, all these stories about how Hunter Biden is just, what he's going through is just destroying his father. It's just destroying him to the core, destroying his very soul. He can't take it. He can't take it. Reality is he can't take what's going to come out about him and his financial crimes. That's what the president really can't take. And I told you yesterday, my theory is that when Hunter Biden came out and said, my father was not financially involved in my business, That was Hunter's way of letting everybody know that he was involved in his business. And I think that was Hunter's legal team making it very, very clear to the White House, you better give this guy a pardon or else. Give him a pardon or else. Hunter Biden is not going to go to prison. He does not want to go. Guys like him can't handle prison. So all these stories are coming out about Joe Biden, how devastated he is because these MAGA Republicans are being just so mean to his son and he can't handle it. And it's just, oh, it's overwhelming to the president. Setting the stage for the inevitable pardon of Hunter Biden and then Joe Biden turning around and saying, look, look, folks, I already lost one son, Bo, to cancer or war or whatever story Biden tells that day. I can't lose another son. So I have to do this as a father. I've got to put my children first, my family first, and I need to clear Hunter these charges. Let me be clear. He didn't do anything. But it won't stop. The MAGA Republicans won't stop until this goes away. So I'm going to make it go away using the power that I have as president to pardon him. And I understand this is going to be very controversial and a lot of people are unhappy about this. So I will not be seeking a second term as president. But I have to put my family first. And he's only in this situation because of me, because I'm president. And if I wasn't president, no, they would not be coming after him. So I have no choice but to put my son first, my family first. Of course, he won't say it with that kind of passion because he can't speak, but he'll read those words on a teleprompter. Now, look, that may not happen. I mean, maybe this is a, a, a grand fantasy that I've dreamt up in my mind. I just see certain things playing out here, like a game of chess, you know, and I always try to stay a couple of moves ahead. Now, mind you that, see, this is the thing about political predictions. You're, you're assuming that everything stays on a linear track, and so you make your predictions based on the information you have at the time and the direction things are going. But there's always something that comes up that could drastically change everything. Obviously, we don't know what we don't know. I just said it was going to be a giant meteor shower. If a meteor comes down and, and, and kills Donald Trump tonight, God forbid, well, then the race just changed. Uh, the impetus for Joe Biden to get out may, 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 may change as well. I, I'm just saying you, you, you can't know what you don't know. But based on all the information I have at the time, here's what I know. I know that David Axelrod went on a tweet storm after hanging out with the Obamas all weekend saying Joe Biden can't win and he's got to go. I know that then the feds indicted Hunter Biden shortly after that on some very, very serious, serious charges and they're still dangling the FARA charge, failure to register as a foreign agent. Still dangling that over his head. I know that since Hunter Biden's speech yesterday and they launched the formal impeachment inquiry into President Joe Biden, I know that all these corporate media heads are running around and they're all saying the same thing, how devastating this is on Joe Biden personally, how this is just an emotional toll he can't deal with. And the New York Post had that story yesterday. And the New York Post story was basically that. It was that people are afraid to even bring it up in front of Joe Biden. They're afraid to even bring it up knowing how Joe Biden is going to be, knowing how Joe Biden is going to, to feel on the inside. And then there's Gavin Newsom last night hanging out with Seth, Seth Meyers, you know, he did the Fox News debate. So Gavin Newsom is popping up. He's everywhere. Him and his beautifully coiffed hair. He's everywhere he possibly can be. Yeah. So I see all these things playing out and I keep turning around thinking to myself, wait a second, wait a second. Doesn't this all seem a little too convenient? Doesn't it seem a little too convenient that this is all happening in this way? Because if you're going to get the guy out, how do you do it? Right? How do you, how do you get him out? How do, you, how do you convince Joe Biden to go and still maintain his dignity? Now, he has no dignity, but how do you do that? Now, the one way to do it is to convince him that he already won re-election, and that his term is over, which would probably not be hard to convince him. And we say, Mr. President, today's your last day in office of your second term. Congratulations. It was eight phenomenal years. Have everybody give him a standing ovation. Let him give his farewell address to the nation, you know, and just kind of, kind of Truman show the whole thing and just fake it like the moon landing, allegedly. But you could do that and probably get away with it. But Jill may not like that, so that may not work. Instead, you could turn around and say to him, look, here's the deal. This is going to come out. All your your link to Hunter is, is going to come out. And then you are going to be a disgraced crook. You are, going to, you are going to be a disgraced crook who's going to be looked at as worse than Nixon in history. Bribery scandal and your greed and everything you spent your entire life devoted to is going to come down to being defined by that. Your greed and you using your office to enrich yourself and enrich your family. Or you can be the heroic dad who steps in to save his son from the evil MAGA Republicans who are doing everything they possibly can to destroy your son. See, the Democrats want him gone. They, they really want him gone. There is no enthusiasm for Joe Biden. There's no support for Joe Biden. There's no grassroots for Joe Biden. Nobody's buying Biden merchandise. They also know that they're stuck with Kamala Harris and they don't like that prospect either. She, she's even more unpopular than he is. But they know that Trump can beat him. Their grand, their grand plan of getting Trump to become the nominee, thinking that he was the easiest one to beat, has backfired in their face. They never took into account the fact that people actually may like his policies. They may not like him. They may not like his tweets. But they really love the policies, and they really miss the economy under Trump. They really do. And so Democrats want him gone. And all of these things keep coming out with his son at a time. And then, you know, this MSNBC clip yesterday kind of proves the point. It was a little bit after Hunter's speech and Monica Alba, who reported that the Biden White House found Hunter Biden's speech at the Capitol to be powerful. But there was a big emotional toll happening on the president of the United States of America. This is from MSNBC, cut number four.
3: He has made a point to really speak to the personal connection here, of course, between a father and son, saying that he supports Hunter, that he loves him, and that he wants to continue to see him rebuild his life. That's what so much of this is about for the president, of course, because there is a fear among those very close to the president, who we've spoken to, that if Hunter Biden were to relapse, or if anything were to happen, that that would be something that would, of course, such an emotional toll on the president that would weigh so heavily on him and the first lady. But that's something that's always really in the back of his mind. And so you saw there earlier today, Hunter Biden even saying, thanking his parents for everything they did to support him as he has been on this road to recovery.
0: Yeah. And also reminding his parents, his father, uh, that you were involved in my business, just not financially, but you were involved. And as Vice President of the United States of America, if you are using your office to help your family members get rich, then you have broken the law. You have committed high crimes and misdemeanors, and you are going to get impeached. Or at least, you, you, you may not get convicted in the Senate, but you're going to get impeached in the House for it. And, you know, the evening news last night, all of them, the big three, CBS, NBC, ABC, no evidence. Where's the evidence? Where's the evidence? Huh? No proof. Where's the evidence? Where is it? Ah. Now, one time, a journalist in this country tried to follow it down. You know, the entire movie, uh, All the President's Men, which also was a book, obviously about those two brave Washington Post reporters, Woodward and Bernstein, who tracked down, you know, gumshoe reporting and put all the pieces to Watergate together and took down the president and blah, blah, blah. Today, I mean, if Nixon were, I mean, if Nixon were a Democrat then, it would have been the same thing. They just wouldn't, they wouldn't do any investigation. They wouldn't look. They would just go out there and spin for the White House. And that's exactly what's happening. If Nixon were a Democrat, it would have been the same thing back then. They would have spun it and said, it was a two, it was a third-rate burglary. Nothing to do with the White House. There's no evidence the White House was involved. That would have been the end of it. And the Washington Post would have let it go. And if Nixon were a Democrat, he would have finished out his second term. That's just the, the reality. You know that. I know that. Obviously. And, and this is what the, 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 the corporate media is doing now. It's, it's where, where, where's the evidence? Where, 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 what, what evidence? What, 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 where? Show us the evidence. Why don't you find it? You guys are journalists, right? You guys, are, you guys work in the media. Why don't you find it? You all wanted to be the next Woodward and Bernstein. Each and every one of those people wanted to be the next Woodward and Bernstein at some point in their life when they enrolled in journalism school. Now, maybe some wanted to just be highly overpaid TV newscasters or something like that. But I'm not, I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about the hardcore, gumshoe, leather-driven you know, reporters who want to go out there and pound the pavement and talk to their sources and get the truth and paint a picture. And then why don't you find the evidence? Why don't you find the evidence that the government is clearly covering up? Why don't you, why don't you do your freaking job? Oh, wait a second. They are doing their job. Their job, of course, is to do the talking points for the, for the president and the administration and the Democrat Party, obviously. And this is the other tricky part of this, too. You're dealing with a very stubborn old mule in Joe Biden. And Joe Biden does not want to believe that he was taken down by the Republicans, he he in his mind can't fathom that well his, his mind can't fathom the difference between tapioca pudding and jello but his mind can't fathom that so you have to convince him that this is not losing to the republicans this is this is just being a family man and his legacy is going to be that and that's what his legacy is going to be because if you make it seem like the republicans have taken him down he will he will stay on and fight and then that's going to destroy his chances of the presidency and destroy the party and they all know that they all know that they're hoping and they can paint a picture of Donald Trump as being this corrupt guy. If Joe Biden's corrupt, and you, got, you it's, it's corruption versus corruption, they cancel each other out, and then people say, I just care about the issues. That's why in 2020 they worked so tirelessly to paint Joe Biden as this. He's just the nice Uncle Joe hanging in the basement that doesn't even have a Twitter account. He doesn't say mean things. He just wants to heal America, bring everybody together. And he wants to keep you safe from COVID so he only has six people at his presidential campaign events. And then the Hunter Biden laptop story comes out and they turned around and they said it was Russian disinformation. They could have just turned around and said, what we saw on this laptop was evidence of a son in pain, dealing with addiction, the grips of that, all the nudie pics, all the orgies, all the videos of snorting cocaine off hookers and everything. That was just a very, very troubled son and they could have used it to Joe Biden's advantage. And how Joe Biden helped his son overcome addiction. And he will help millions of Americans in the throes of addiction too. But also on the Hunter Biden laptop was all the financial crimes of his father. So that's why the Russia collusion narrative came out. The Russian disinformation narrative. And 50 former national security hacks all came out and said, this is all the elements of Russian disinformation. And then the corporate media went with it and the big tech went with it. The unholy triad did their thing and that's what everybody came to believe. Because you could not break that image of just kind old Uncle Joe. He's so innocent and kind and loving and he's going to give America the hug it needs on election day, on impeachment day or (laughs) excuse me, inauguration day. He's going to give America the hug it needs on inauguration day and say it's okay. And it'll be the end of mean tweets forever. Now everybody's running around going, I would, I, can I get a mean tweet, please? If it means that my, my mortgage rate can go down to where it was under Trump or um, any prices, anything can go down to where it was. Like, I'll take mean tweets five times an hour. Give me five mean tweets an hour if you can just get back to where the economy was in January of 2021. But there was a different time back then in 2020. And I'm not even talking about the rampant cheating, and I'm not even talking about the fact that, you know, the Pennsylvania Supreme Court intervened and allowed all those mail-in ballots to come in past the deadline and unsigned ballots, undated ballots, all that nonsense that happened. I'm not even talking about any of that. I'm just talking about America's mood at that point. We had COVID. People were still afraid. And the economy was in a much different place. It was better, but we were still in a COVID economy. And this now, right now, just sucks. And everybody knows it does. And that's the, that's the other problem that Democrats have is that Joe Biden owns this now. He owns it. It's his. He broke it. He bought it. It's his. You swap him out with somebody else and then that person doesn't have that, doesn't have to worry about that. It's not, it's not his agenda. He's not, that person, whoever it is, whether it's Gavin Newsom, Phil Murphy, his royal rugness, King Philip the Unaccountable, Michelle Obama, I know Susie, I know, I know. Uh, whoever that person is, they don't have to own Bidenomics. They don't have to own it. They just say, that was him. This is my, here's my plan. Here's my vision. And I'm going to cut spending. And that's they'll, they'll all say that too. They will. They'll lie. They're not going to, but that's what they'll say. They'll all come out and say, look, I think the problem was that both parties spent too much, but I'm not part of the problem. I was a governor. I was just enjoying my life in Martha's Vineyard, telling everybody I wasn't interested in running for president. I had nothing to do with it. But if you elect me, I will have the people that actually run the place uh cut spending. And then you know, like the fingers will be behind the back, you know what I mean? But they don't have to own Bidenomics, they don't have to be associated with that. And the Republicans will do their best to paint them as uh, as as part of it and to blame them and blame the party, but for a lot of people they'll look at it and say, "Well, you know, wasn't his fault, wasn't her fault. Just the way things were." But Biden's gone now, so Can't can't blame them for Biden's failures. Can't blame them for Biden's economy. And then Biden can can go out as being the 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 sweet old man who did the right thing for his family in an age of bitter partisanship. And that's how they'll write it, too, in the history books. You know, they always say that history is written by the winners. In this case, now history is written by the left. And so the left will frame it as that Joe Biden just did the right thing at one of the most vitriolic times in American political history. He'll go down as a hero. Like like there'll be kids books written about him. And they'll talk about how this guy gave up the presidency for his son, who was unfairly targeted by mean MAGA Republicans. And none of those books for kids about Joe Biden will mention anything about Burisma or the Chinese energy conglomerate. Uh, loan checks from loans that he never actually gave anybody, you know, using his office as Vice President of the United States to to literally extort Ukraine into firing the prosecutor investigating his son's business by withholding a billion dollars in aid. I mean, those books are not going to mention those things. You know, they'll just mention how in a time when America was so divided, Joe Biden tried to heal our nation, but it was too much even for him. And it'll be like a legend and a myth. And the indoctrination will continue. And that's what everybody will learn. They'll come home and, they, and they'll have Joe Biden Day. And they'll go, what'd you learn on Joe Biden Day? I learned that he decided not to run for re-election to save his son from evil MAGA Republicans who were trying to destroy him because he had a drug problem, mom. He'll turn around and go, wait, what? That's not what happened. That's not at all what happened. But that's how, that's how these things go, you know. That's how they go. Uh, there's no doubt in my mind that they want to take him out it's just a matter of how they do it no question 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli big show straight ahead tomorrow we are live in Cape May don't forget the Grand Hotel of Cape May New Jersey is where we will be my happy place for our live show I want to see you there okay so make sure you join us tomorrow 3 to 7 p.m. in Cape May we'll have a lot of fun we're coming right back worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole well good thing.
3: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or
2: bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for walk qualified customers. Contact
3: us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.
2: Thanks for listening to the Seoli Show podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the Odyssey app.
0: Now, the question is, are you going to go away? That's the question for Joe Biden. Are you going to go away? And I don't know the answer to that, but I do know one thing, and that is this. Uh, Democrats do want him gone. Welcome back to the show. Glad you're here. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. Here is a um, here's Professor Jonathan Turley last night who really took the time to break down the issue behind hunter biden now in a minute i'm going to play a little montage from the media about how as you can imagine hunter biden the whole thing with him this is all a gigantic and you know this of course where is the evidence there's no evidence it's just mean republicans blah 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 but what hunter biden did yesterday by not showing up to the deposition all right. So he gets subpoenaed by Congress to come to a closed door deposition. He doesn't show up. Instead, he gives a big speech outside the Capitol building, does not do what he's supposed to do, which is to actually show up and, and 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 speak before them. I mean, that's what the congressional subpoena was. And there's a lot of people who are turning around and saying, wait, didn't Joe Biden come out and say that if you don't comply with a congressional subpoena, you should go to jail? And the answer is, yes, he did. And we played you the audio of that yesterday on the show. Joe Biden absolutely said that yesterday. So give me a break when you turn around and you go, "Hey, wait, whoa, 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 hang on a second here." You're telling me, you're telling me that what Hunter Biden did was okay yesterday. Here's uh, Turley cut one. I
3: mean, it's really otherworldly to see these denials. But I got to tell you, even though Washington is known as a theater of the absurd, I've never seen anything like what we saw with Hunter and his lawyers today. I I can't come up with a legal rationale for what they did. I mean, he effectively engaged in legal self-immolation. I mean, you had two choices today: you could go in and testify, you can appear and testify, or you go in and you don't testify. There is no third flavor on this ice cream stand you don't get to go in front of the Senate and literally mock Congress and people have said well this might not be enforceable because the vote came later there was an impeachment inquiry going on the Democrats started an inquiry without a formal vote there's no requirement for a formal vote but more importantly the subpoena came from the Oversight Committee which has independent subpoena authority so in my view he's in flagrant contempt of of Congress. And, you know, I've represented the House of Representatives. I have a lot of affection for that body. And I've rarely seen such open contempt for Congress.
0: Yeah, well, you know what? The thing about it is that he has absolute contempt for everybody. He's a nasty, nasty guy. And then, you know, you think about where Biden has been in all this, right? Remember, originally it was, he's never spoken to his son. Didn't know anything about his son's business. Then he never talked to him about his son's business. Now he's having no financial involvement in his son's business. And that word yesterday, financial, throwing that in there yesterday and saying, well, you know, he had no financial involvement in the business. What does that mean? Like he didn't do payroll? Huh? He didn't, he didn't send people gift gift cards? Things like that? Well, what, what, what does that mean? What does that even mean? What does that mean exactly? But... It was said deliberately in a carefully prepared statement by Hunter Biden, in my opinion, meant to send a message to the old man. Like, look, dude, we all know I got the goods on you. I'm not going to prison. You got the pardon power. Give me a pardon and let's get out of here. Let's walk away. Let's take the money and run because otherwise they're going to confiscate it all and we're, we're, I don't want to have to give this back. And I also don't want to go to prison because I'm I'm, guys like me can't handle prison. So that's why they put that in there. It's just a way to just remind them. I, we, know what, we, we know what you did, Dad. You were there. You were on the phone with me. You were, you were at the meetings with me. We all know you were involved. And we just did it in a way that the money never directly came to you. Because we did loan repayments. We found ways to wash it through and through. But, Dad, you know, if they keep pushing, they might get to the bottom of that, too. And find out that maybe you were financially involved. But you see, Hunter's such an idiot. He doesn't realize that just by saying he was not financially involved, you're saying he was involved. You're saying he was involved. You're playing a semantics game here. The semantics game, which is done deliberately, obviously, does not change the fact that his father was involved. And if his father was involved and he was helping other people in the family get rich, even if he didn't take a dime of it, he still has done something that is a violation of his oath of office. So that's just the reality here. And Jim Jordan said it well yesterday, this, this transformation of Joe Biden, this journey that we've been on with Joe Biden, how he's gone from not knowing anything to not being financially involved in his son's business. Cut two.
1: We'll do a report and then we'll, then we'll mark it up, pass it through the committee and then it'll go to the full House. And I think though, Sean, the big takeaways today were, number one, every single Republican voted to move forward with an impeachment inquiry and continue our oversight responsibility. Every single one. The conventional wisdom, all we can't get all Republicans. But a majority of the House is now on record in support of the investigation that we've been doing. Second is what you said in your opening line. Joe Biden went from no involvement to, oh, he participated in Denver and meetings and phone calls, but they were just talking about the weather. To today, Hunter Biden saying, my father had no financial involvement. That qualifier is huge. No financial involvement in the business. What a change. We would have loved to have Hunter Biden under oath in a deposition, the way these investigations are supposed to work. And the first question we would ask him is, who's the big guy? Who's the big guy, Mr. Biden? The confidential human source said it's Joe Biden in the 1023 form. Your partner said it's Joe Biden. Who's the big guy? And then what was on that call that you made from Dubai at the request of Burisma to get help from DC when you called your father? What did you ask him to do? Because we know what he went and did. What did you ask him to do on that phone call? Those are two important questions that I think the American people deserve to know uh, about and the facts about. That's what we would ask him if we had a chance. I hope we get a chance.
0: Uh, You won't, but I mean, you may, but who knows? Listen, uh, we got a great guest coming up. Is America headed down the road of Chinese communism? Uh, Yes, it looks like we are. Certainly if the Democrats stay in power, it it certainly looks like that. Uh, Great guest up ahead. Don't go away, but I want to tell you about my buddy Tom Skopinich. He's a fantastic guy. He is a fighter. That's the thing about Tom Skopinich. If you've been injured in an accident, he is going to fight for you and battle the insurance companies because... The insurance companies are big businesses, and they got one thing in mind, and that's their bottom line. You need a guy who's going to fight for you, but who understands how the insurance companies work, how they play the game, how the insurance companies will fight you. And the thing about Tom Skopinich, it sets him apart from all these other lawyers out there, is that prior to starting his, his own law practice, he worked for and on behalf of the insurance companies. So he's got that insider knowledge, and now he's going to put it to work for you as you battle them to get what you deserve if you've been hurt in an accident. So that's why he's so damn effective. That's why for 25 years he's been fighting for people on both sides of the river. He's licensed in Pennsylvania and New Jersey. His office is up in Lansdale, Montgomery County, PA, but he'll help you wherever you are. Just like recently a buddy of mine in South Jersey got injured in an accident, got rear-ended, asked me for Tom's number. Tom and he, they, they connected within an hour. And Tom's on it. You know, he's taking care of it. And that's that's the other thing, too. A lot of these billboard clowns out there, you know, you're not dealing with... You're going to deal with Tom Scopinich directly. You're going to deal with the man himself. And that's a big deal. So go to ScopeLawyer.com, S-C-O-P-E, Lawyer.com. The Law Offices of Thomas G. Scopinich, ScopeLawyer.com.
2: This is the Zeeoli Show, on your schedule. From Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, in the free Odyssey app.
0: You know, America right now is in a very, very precocious place. As you see the agenda of the progressive left taking away freedom, spending massive amounts of money and trying to control every aspect of our life. Are we headed towards Chinese communism, basically emulating that in our country? Well, Xi Van Fleet went viral a few years ago in Loudoun County, Virginia, when she spoke up at a school board meeting. And her new book is out. It's called Mao's America, a Survivor's Warning. And she joins me now on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. She Van Fleet, thank you for making time today. How are you? Okay. Thank you so much for having me. No, absolutely. I, I remember playing your, your clip at the time you spoke out in Loudoun County, Virginia, uh, against critical race theory. I remember playing that on, on, on the show at the time, back in 2021, and uh, you became like an overnight sensation. But You were born <laughs> in China. You lived through the Cultural Revolution, right?
4: Absolutely, I spent my first twenty-six years in Mao's China. Hmm. Wow. And what was it like? Well, I I have I, I guess it's it's a long story, but I can tell you it is like slavery because uh, um, the party, the Communist Party, CCP, they owned every part of us. They control every. Aspect our lives, what we can eat, how much we can eat, where can we live, and what kind of job we should have, and up to the point that what you can say and what you can think.
0: What you can say, what you can think. I mean, there's a lot of that going on in this country right now in terms of what you can think, mm-hmm. right? They, they monitor exactly. us, they, they tell us what's information, what's disinformation. I, I imagine China is very much like that, right, where they, they decide what is real and what isn't?
4: Oh yeah, the, the, today it's different than most China. In most China, they they are uh, of course they control all the information, and the only thing we we could access to is. Uh, uh, what party allowed us to access to. But today, they use technology. They control absolutely, like Xi Jinping, they control every aspect of Chinese life in a different way. And now with the uh, social credit system, they can control where you allow to spend your digital money and how far you can go and whether you're allowed to fly or take train. And, And then before you even say something, they can just shut you up.
0: You write in your book that the American cultural revolution is here and has progressed a long way toward its goals of destroying America from within to transform it into something based on some new mutation of Marxist theory. And and and, and I, I agree with you. I mean, this this transformation of America is absolutely here. No question about it. What I mean, why, though? Like what what's behind it, in your opinion? I know
4: this is the question people ask. And actually, I asked in the beginning, is why are they doing this? Why would they want to create a chaos and destroy everything? We know now why they want power. That is all about power. If you can understand this, Everything else makes sense. They want to uh, destabilize the society. They want to destroy the uh, the past and rewrite history and uh, denounce our founding principles for one thing. They want to destroy this country in order to seize power and transform it into totalitarianism. That's uh, Obama's word. Fundamentally transform America. And they have successfully did it. But we have to stop it. And people ask me where we are now. I think we are already probably uh, off the cliff or just haven't uh, hit the ground yet. So we have to stop it. Otherwise, America is gone. The, uh, uh, the, the future for our children are gone. It's all dependent on us to stop this.
0: The book is Mao's America, Survivor's Warning. Xi Van Fleet is with me. She's the author. Uh, so you, you were born in China. You 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 were sent to work in the countryside at age 16. Chairman Mao dies. You're able to go to college to study English, and you've lived in the United States since 1986. So 86, Reagan's president. I feel like America was in a much different place. And yet at the same time, all of the institutional Forces were there to lead America down this road. You know, government was was big. Reagan was trying to fight it. Uh, the progressive left was was getting very organized. But but there was a change that happened when Obama became president. No question about that. And I think that he was that night that he said that when he got elected. You know, the transformation of America has begun. It was almost like they came out and said, "All right, we can stop pretending now. We can be open about it." And he, survived, he surrounded himself with a bunch of whack jobs who were who were very extreme ideologically. To me, I think that was the beginning of, of this of this turn. It was Obama's election as president.
4: Yeah, that is a turn for the worse, but it started really much earlier than that. And I have, people have to know, um, the uh, CPUSA, Communist Party USA, was founded in 1919, only two years after the Russian Revolution. And the CCP, the Communist Party, was founded in 1921, two years after the uh, Communist Party USA and the communism has been here has been here for a long, long, long time. They never stopped working on destroy this country. And uh, it, and actually, it, it's, if you want to understand, uh, when this Cultural Revolution started, it's not in 2020. And it's, uh, it started in the six, uh, 60s and 70s. And in my book, I describe this. This is eerily... Terrifying that while Mao was launching the Cultural Revolution in China in the 60s and 70s, we have the American Cultural Revolution, it's called Counterculture, and it started here about the same time. And uh, so um, it did not really succeed in its goal of destroying America. So after that, those revolutionaries, the activists, they did not just quit. They become the tenured professors. And since then, they have been training and, uh, 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 generations of Marxists. Those Marxists are now in control of all our institutions.
0: When you spoke out at that school board meeting in Loudoun County, Virginia, against critical race theory, what what about critical race theory in particular? Uh, and I know you've written about this in your book, *In Mouse America*. I mean, what about that theory? And then this idea that we're all born guilty.
4: Yeah, this is so familiar to me because that's what we were uh, taught, and that's what I witnessed during the Cultural Revolution. That there are just two kinds of people: one is the uh, the people, another is. the enemy of the people. Who are the enemy of the people? They used to be the people that come from work to do family, own land, own property, later become um, uh, and, and then involved into um, people who somehow ideologically wrong. They think the wrong thought, they say the wrong thing. They all end up in the camp of uh, the enemy of the people. So the Cultural Revolution was about the people eradicating the enemy of the people, so it turned um, neighbors against neighbors friends against friends and family against family. children will report the parents and uh, and many of them get uh, either sent to the gulags or get executed and parents report children so that and the whole uh, Chinese nation was divided, and that's exactly what we see today. CRT is only part of it, and they have many, many more ways to divide the uh, American people. Race, uh, gender, sexuality, and it goes on and on and on. They divided American people into people and enemy of the people, exactly the same way. Why? They want to divide and conquer. And why they want to do that? To seize power
0: it's a it's a a very very important warning that you're giving us right now Mao's america survivors warning she van fleet is with me when you see for example the pandemic and the way america responded to that and 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 the control that a lot of these totalitarians these little tyrants within our country did uh it it, does that remind you of exactly what you're talking about what you watched happen during the pandemic here in the united states of america
4: Yes, and then it's exactly. I think the people get a taste of what it is uh, like to live under totalitarianism. But a lot of people go go uh, went along with it, right? Because uh, they they feel like uh, they'd rather be safe than free. And they those people should pay attention to what happened in China. That CCP could lock down a city as big as Shanghai, hundreds. of of millions of people and uh, I don't know how exact, maybe not hundred but millions of people just shut it down and overnight and many people starved to death many people died of other diseases a lot committed suicide okay so why that did not happen in America it's because we have the Second Amendment if we did not the same thing would happen in America so we are on the path to totalitarianism and the people really need to wake up, look at China. What happened in China is going to happen in America if we don't stop
0: it. You know, what you just said about how so many people would rather be safe than be free is something I echo on the show all the time. And, you know, I always say every time you sacrifice your liberty and you give up your freedom to the government in the in the name of keeping you safe, they're going to take that power and they're going to use it against you eventually. And we're seeing that more and more, you know, more Americans being profiled, spied on, called domestic violent extremists. You know, if you have a Betsy Ross flag, if you have a gun Uh, and and there's and they profile uh, us as American citizens. I mean, they. we're all on lists nowadays it's very very scary it is
4: absolutely terrifying we are more like china after we Open uh, after China opened uh, up to the West. And we feel like uh, we can import capitalism and make China democratic. What happened? We become more like China. We become more totalitarianism and uh, democracy was killed in China in its very infancy.
0: Hmm. Well, listen, congratulations on the book. I'm grateful you wrote it. Uh, It's fantastic. And uh, get it wherever books are sold. Mao's America, A Survivor's Warning. Uh, Congratulations on the book. Shee Van Fleet, thank you for uh, for using your voice and speaking out. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you.
2: The Rich Scioli Show on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT.
0: All right, now we're going to be in Cape May tomorrow uh, for our last and final live show of the year. So I want to see you there. It's going to be a great time. We'll have a lot of fun. And uh, the bar will be open, of course, which is always nice because we uh, we could all use a drink these days. Uh, and you'll meet your fellow Zilla Army members. There'll be a lot of them there, so... Come out, make it let's say a big show, big go out with a bang, and have a great, uh, great year-end show. Join us tomorrow, three to seven p.m. You can stop in a little bit, stop in the whole time—it's up to you. We just want to see you there. Uh, the four o'clock hour, I'm going to into a little bit about uh, uh, these Republican turncoats. It turns out that a bunch of Republicans just voted uh, to reauthorize the uh, unconstitutional FISA Act, which will further expand the surveillance of Americans. Everything that my, my last guest was just warning about coming true in America, and 147 Republicans sold out and voted yes to reauthorize FISA without any reforms and to make it even worse, to make it even more dystopian and more tyrannical against the American people. Her warning is accurate. You know, if you give up your your freedom on, for safety, you will you will end up on the receiving end of the government at some point. And yet we have not learned that lesson. And there are so many Republicans who once again disappoint us today, including ones right in our area. So I'll talk about that with you as well. But listen, guys, uh, Christmas is right around the corner. You got to get her something she's going to love and you got to get her something that she is going to look beautiful in. So that's why I have the answer for you. It is the Naturally Nude Pajamas from pajamagram.com. And the best part about it is when you order these beautiful, soft, silky, luxurious pajamas, they're going to give you a free matching naturally nude 90 to go along with it. That's a $75 value, yours free, when you go to pajamagram.com and they'll wrap it for you. They'll ship it for you. It takes all the work out of it. She'll look great. She'll be happy and comfortable and you'll be happy. So do it today. They always sell out before Christmas and you'll see the different. They have different styles and colors and, and you'll 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 enjoy the experience. Just go to pajamagram.com, click on the naturally new pajamas. Make sure you tell them I sent you and get that free matching 90, a $75 value. Do it today, pajamagram.com.
2: Richie Oe weekday afternoons, three to seven. Talk radio, twelve ten. WPHT, and on the Free Odyssey app.
3: We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with
2: eligible trade-in when you switch.